Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Robin Knight Podcast. And one of these days soon we will do a positive podcast where we talk about all the wonderful things that happened. Uh, today is not going to be one of those episodes. Um, so I apologise, but to be honest, it's beyond our control. You know, there's only we can only talk about what actually happens. Um, we'll try and put a positive aspect of possible on everything we talk about, but it's maybe difficult tonight. Um, we have Mick with us. My cousin's going got the blinds open for everybody tonight. Look, a little bit of shrubbery in the background. A little bit of greenery. Summer's on its way. Thank God. Yeah. Um, Ben's back with us. Ben's back from Germany. How are we doing, Benjamin? Good. Good indigestion. Brown good. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> but is anyone trying to tell everybody about, about Germany? Again, I'll try to look at any uh, positives we can tonight, maybe. So anything. I mean, we won 53-8, so we battered them. That's good. But yeah, but tell everybody about your little, like, like about your fan. Yeah. So <laughs> Ben's got a fan. Every, no, it's not. Well, he's not my fan. About eight-year-old, nine-year-old asking all of our team for signature. Two actually. One with a shirt. It were two mates. One with a shirt, and he made his friend punch over so he could use it as a. Like a clipboard, basically. <laughs> an autograph, but it's not just a signature, it's an autograph. Yeah. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Ben. Um, next, time, next time you go, we'll, we'll send you with some New York court gear. So you're spreading the name of, of the podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> I did I tell him about it. I did tell him about did it. You? But he couldn't understand you because he was German. I understand. But I speak German. Nine. <laughs> Ten. I do. Wait. <laughs> I genuinely do. I genuinely do. Okay. I mean, ask let's, me. Uh, uh, Where's your next game, Danny? Ben? Danny, hello. Hello. <clears throat> hello. <laughs> I can speak German too. Ich bin ein Berliner. Means I'm a donut. <laughs> Which is how I feel after going to Portsmouth. Hey, hey, that's a good transition. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get on to that, we will have a quick mention and a bit of a promotion for um, something that happened at the hospice. We wanted to give a shout out for Abby Aykroyd, who's her family recently lost. She's you know, her father passed away. Uh, so, thoughts and wishes with her family, but they are doing a uh, a walk across the Three Peaks Challenge in the summer, um, raising lots of money. They've already raised a, quite a lot of money, but if you can donate anything, it's all going to the Rosen Hospice, which we know is a wonderful cause. Um, so, if you get onto her Abby underscore IFC on Twitter, what's on her Twitter page, you will see the link. And like I said, well, as with the Ukraine, if you can just donate, brilliant. If not, just get a share, let everybody know. Uh, and let's always raise money for a wonderful cause. Um, but it will be a very tough challenge, to be fair. <laughs> um, yes. I, I was just trying to think of anything to what is all else we could talk about before we talk about football. Um, um it's the um about? it's the end of season awards dinner at the stadium yeah. whilst we're live at the minute. Um so I might try and bring you a few updates from that if there's time during the show. Um yes. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's, I suppose that's a positive, isn't it? And I think Wes Harding might win best dressed because he's gone for the proper wedding suit. Mm, and yes. to the proper wedding suit. He has. He looks very well. He looks very, very well. Uh, our end of season awards show will be at the end of the season. I know the club have got to do this because of availability of players. Um, and like Danny says, we'll let you know. As we're live, obviously, if you listen to the podcast tomorrow, you're all you know. <laughs> on Friday and Friday, but... Anyway, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. We're getting to the Easter mm. weekend. Um, everything I can do to possibly avoid talking about Rodney Hyde. Um... <laughs> Let's try and get to five minutes. Come on. Five minutes. Come on. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining us. If you are, I hope you're enjoying this so far. We're going to start with a comment. We've got lots of comments, as you can imagine. John S. Not happy, buddy. He says, no effort, no passion. Ogbeni was dreadful. JJ non-existent. Smith, who? 2-2 was always swapping feet to his right foot and losing it. Ladapo was actually not that bad when he eventually came on. And Isani says, oh, and we all played the high ball. <coughs> um, I think John summed it up. Uh, okay, there's parts of that we might pick apart. Um, Danny, you were one of the few hundreds that made the journey down to Portsmouth. Um, I suppose the only positive is it was, a, I think it's a new ground for you to take off, isn't it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, a uh, new ground for me. Um, I've now done every ground that's in League One this season because uh, I've already done Sunderland and Gillingham. Um, so, yeah, that's my 24 ticked off in League One. Um, it's quite a nice classic-looking ground, actually. Um, the the, <laughs> the back alley's a bit shifty at the back of the away end. Um, but, no, it, it's quite a nice place. The pub that we went in before the game were really nice. Uh, that was called The Good Companion. It's a shame that... The team wasn't our good companion on the day, but anyway. Um, yeah, it, every, everything about the trip itself was okay, apart from the actual game of football, which, which is weird, but anyway, mm. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sanderson, Ben, wants to know, what is We Were Awful against Portsmouth in German? But you can't do that one, can you? Uh, it would be via... It would be um, via Harbin, swear word... Gespielt. We played SHIT. We played. Okay. Crap. Okay. Very good, everybody. Um, yeah, let's go back to the start of the game. Let's go. Let's try and go through it sort of piece by piece a little bit. Um, the four changes that came in, I think for the most part, were 
key change and unsurprising. Jimmy Lindsay came in for Ollie Rathbone, which is something we talked about on the last podcast. JJ came in for Freddick. We, we were assuming Freddick needed a little bit of a rest. Um, Tutu came on the left-hand side uh, for um, Mikhail Miller, I think, who I think started on Saturday. And Joe Mattick came in on the left-hand side of the three, which I think would essentially replace Wes Harding and Nicky Mill back over to the right-hand side. Um, we call we called the Jamie Lindsay one. Um, the left-hand side of, of the wing-back situation is not... It's neither here nor there. If they're Miller or, or Tutu, it's much of a muchness, to be honest with you. Um, the, bringing out Wes Harding and... Seems strange to me. Wes didn't have a bad game, and not knowing Wes Harden's situation, I would have been surprised if he needed a rest because he doesn't. He seemed looking, looking at the games he played last season. He's one of the, one of the fittest of the bunch. So that seemed a strange, strange selection for me not to keep Wes because he's mobile as well. Uh, yeah, it is to me as well. I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand why that is the case. Um, I, I'd play him every game. He'd be one of the first names on my sheet, on my first names on my team sheet, um, and I don't really understand why. I don't understand you why Reg is either. Hey, no, you I mentioned someone else at the start. No. Did I, it? I, I, oh. I didn't. Yeah. Or whatever it were, it weren't a swear yeah. word. Oh, um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know why he weren't playing. I don't know. That's not where the issue was, though, is it? Let's be fair. Possibly not. Things could be different with the, with the. We don't know with the first one because it's a set piece, but the third one certainly. Yeah. Um, one of the positives, Ben. Find positives. Osai Tutu was solid. Um, we had a couple of really really exciting runs, um, and that's really that. That's what I mean. Let's praise him for what we can. He looks. He looks a bit of a different player since the goal at Wembley. He looks like a proper player now. Yeah. I... Uh, he was. I don't know how to explain it, but he doesn't look like he gels with other people on the team. Like mm. the the expressions that he makes and like putting his hands up like this, he just don't like. He wants to be here. Well, not not that he don't want to be here, but like I don't know. There might be a little bit of an attitude problem there because it just looks like he doesn't gel with everybody. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I sort of get what you mean. I also don't think he's good enough, but he was all right. I agree with him. Yesterday, whenever he played. Go on, mate. No, I was just saying, I agree with Ben. I think there's something not quite right with with Tutu. I don't think he he does want to be here. He's he's clearly a good player and and, and he's he's played all right. I ain't got an issue with that at all. There's just something. For me, that doesn't feel quite right about about him and us as a fit. That's I, I, I'm not. It's not something I can put my finger on, but I agree with Ben. Just there's something not quite right there. Okay, you've just found look, found my positive and just ripped it into shreds. Yeah, sorry, about. sorry about that. <laughs> that was the only positive performance I could think of, and you've just ripped it apart. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I don't agree I with you. I don't think right. You don't think any good game. Oh, decent enough, decent game. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think it was the only positive. Oh, go on. Yeah, that's, I'll take a positive. What, what positive have you got? Well, I thought Jamie Lindsay played really well. I thought Jamie Lindsay were well up for the game. To start um, with. To start with, until he got a booking, which obviously takes a little bit of sting out of his out of his game. Um, justified booking as well, unfortunately. 
Um, Stupid. It, it, it gave that it it showed that he he got that fight and he got that passion in him. Um, I thought Icky had the same sort of fight and passion in him. Um, but whatever anybody says at this stage of the season, fight and passion is not what is going to get you through this. That's only part of it. Yeah. It's only part of it. And you can have as much as you want that people are calling for, you know, I just want to see fight. We just want to see this. We want to see the other. It's not just about that. And, and it's all the other parts of the game that have disappeared and deserted us for the moment, getting quality foot, quality balls into box. There wasn't a single quality ball went into that box the other night, not a one from anybody anywhere. Um, and, and that is an issue. But I would argue as well, had there been a quality ball going into the box, there'd have been nobody there to go on the end of it anyway. So, because it would have probably come from Smithy or Freddie. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So, um, there's plenty to cover. Uh, let's get Ariel Astro commenting here. Get Reg back on. Maybe give Kelly a try. I'll probably come on to Kelly later on. Uh, Jerry Ann Simpson also mentions exactly <laughs> Georgia Kelly from Ireland. Um, Jerry Ann Simpson also says baffled at the lack of Reg. I mentioned the Wes Harding question, Danny. The Reg question is just as valid. He's played two games since his comeback, since he got injured, which was a Hartlepool game away and the Shrewsbury game at home. And yeah, absolutely, he didn't play very well in either of them. But before then, he had been our most consistent, other than maybe Icky, he'd been our most consistent defender throughout the entire season. For him not to get back in the team is very, very strange. Well, you just need to look back at when he first came into the squad. He needed that initial run of games to mm. bed himself in. And then he sort of found himself and got going again. And I think <clears throat> that's what he needs. He needs, he needs now. He needs to re refind himself in the team. But like you say, he's only played two games since coming back from injury. One of which were a cup game, which he, he, he wasn't like atrocious or anything. He was just okay. You know, you could sort of mm. tell he'd come back from injury. Um, but the Shrewsbury game... I, I don't know because um, was it someone got, Angus won it? Yeah, because Angus got sent off. It's a bit of a well, he's sort of like doing two jobs, isn't it? Mm. Um, but again, it, it's it's come to the point now where I think both fans and even Paul Davis to a point in the advertiser is saying, "Why don't we just switch up a little bit?" Mm. You know, instead of like we've gone from putting square pegs in square holes and it's and it's worked <clears throat> to now suddenly the holes are triangular but we're still trying to put the square pegs in and for um, for me we just need to just just tweak it a little bit i mean what's worse that could happen we lose another game yeah mick's shaking his head uh, i'm sort of with daniel a little on one to be honest with you mick go on i'm not i'm not I'm, I, listen i'm not i'm not calling danny because i i thought you were going to go on to say changing formation to 442 or or whatever uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not wearing that one. I'm not wearing that no, 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 at no. all. Not one little bit. Um, you know, it, it, you've got to understand, and, and people have got to understand that we've we've got a season here where we've got eighty points on the board, eighty eight zero points on the board. That means we are not a bad football inside. That can't mean anything else. You cannot argue with that point. We are capable. We have got the ability. We can do it because we have proved it all season. And anybody who says anything different is just playing wrong because they've proved it. Over, they've consistently proved it. We've hit a, we've, we've hit a bad patch. We've hit a bad patch at the moment. And it doesn't matter what 
walk of life you're in, whatever system you play, whatever system you work, do, use at work, whatever it is, whatever it may be, particular, but particularly in a sporting environment, it will have its ups, it will have its downs. It will never, ever be consistently up here, ever. What you don't do, knowing it works, is then as soon as it starts to peter out a little bit or waver or whatever, start making wholesale changes to it because it works. You know it works. You've proved it works. So, yeah, there may be some tweaks to be done. There may be some tweaks to be made. But there are other things at play, like we've said before, like we said in the last podcast. It's not about ability. It's not about a desire or a will to win, no matter what anybody says. And anybody who questions the desire of the team, the desire of the club, the desire of the manager or the players to win a game, again, is wrong. End of. Because they've all got those things. However, it's not working on the pitch at the moment. And I accept that. But it isn't going to work for 46 games. It's just not going to happen unless you've got absolute world-class elite footballers and we haven't got that and neither has anybody else. So, um, yeah, there needs to be changes, maybe small little changes, not necessarily to formation or the way that we're playing, but approach to the game and attitude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't go as far as to say formation because that's been our bread and butter for the whole season and to change it just because you've hit a very sticky patch towards the end of the season is silly when you've played it for 45-plus games, including cup games, and <clears throat> vast majority of times it's worked. You know, well, like you say, mate, just little tweaks here and there, that's what we need. I think we've we've tried to play it too safe and not made the changes, like Warner said in his interview after the game. You know, like I think... If, to touch on that a little bit as well, if you were to ask one of the same questions either today or on Wednesday, his answer would have been a lot different. But you could yeah, tell yeah. Warney felt let down as well, and he felt he let down fans that travelled as well. Um, but but even even then, Warney knows that we need to make a couple changes. But I think part of him's like, but will those changes cost us? You know, because they're still pushing for automatics. He said so in his, his interview today. They're still going for it. Um. But I think now there's so many options that people are like, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? Like, we'll all admit we're not football managers, but, you know, just just little tweaks here and there, you know, like <clears throat> bringing Wes into defence when he's been very good in the games that he's played this season. Same with bringing Reg in. You know, we're at the point now, it's like, well, what's the worst that could happen? We could lose. We've lost three on the bounce now in the league, certainly. Lost three on the bounce with four shots on target as a collective in those three games. So something isn't quite firing and in those four in those three games we've conceded seven you know so I think that you just need to make just a little little tweaks you know just <clears throat> just tweak tweak your lug nuts you know and tweak the tightness a little bit around the wheel and it might improve it but it might not but you don't know if you don't try do you yeah lot to unpack I will go on to a couple of those points first of all I would clarify Empowerment in the UK said 80 points is not enough Mick I assume no. you mean 80 points for this time of the season I assume you don't yeah yeah, yeah. we're not at the end of the season are we yeah and, and yet yeah. listen quite clearly you know if we come to 46 games and we're still on 80 points it's not going to be enough everybody knows that and I accept that but I'm talking about right now right here right yeah. now where we are yeah um, yeah I was talking to Paul Warren interview after the game and Danny's right. I honestly agree with Danny that if it asked again today, a lot of questions was asked again today in the pre-match presser. Um, he 
came across much better. And unfortunately, it wasn't hard. That was one of the hardest interviews to listen to him make and, what, and listen to some of the comments. He clearly didn't want to be there. I get that. He was emotional, semi-emotional after the game. Ideally, in, a, in, a, in a real terms, if that was any other job in the world, he wouldn't have done that interview. He wouldn't have talked to anybody. He's gone straight home and done whatever, walked the dog or whatever. But he had, managed to just have to do those interviews. And some of the comments were very, very strange. They're, they're not knowing what the problem was and things like that. We've got to come to slack because of the, all the things we've just mentioned. But for us to read that as fans straight after the game, when we're already still annoyed, it just riled everybody up a bit further because some strange comments came out of his mouth for the reasons I've already mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. He, 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 listen, the lad wears his heart on his sleeve. Absolutely, hundred percent wears his heart on his sleeve. And and if and if he felt if he felt worse than any of us, I can absolutely guarantee you he will have mm. felt much much worse than any of us about that result. Not necessarily about the performance, but certainly about the result. He will have felt much much worse. So I I wouldn't even put any stall in anything necessarily that he actually said. Maybe the way he came across, I would. Maybe the way he held himself and and kind of presented himself as a person, but the actual meaning of the words that he used, I'd put very little stall on it because you, you, in the emotion of, of losing a game like that, you, nobody's thinking straight. Nobody. You know, so I, I think to, to to be to be critical of him. Well, I mean, we're going to be critical of him anyway, anyway, aren't we? That's just what we do. By the sounds of it, um, I, I don't take, I don't put any stall on what he said at all, personally. You know, for him to come out and say, "Well, I don't know what went wrong." Well, I mean, everybody else seems to know what's gotten wrong. You know, so I'm sure he does, and I'm sure he knows yeah, what they, yeah, they know what they need to work on. Uh, Geraldine Simpson asked, could he have not sent his assistant instead if of him, if, if he's emotional, does he have to measure? For post matches, I'm not certain. I think he can. But for the most part, it has to be the manager for the most part, well, unless in circumstances. Um, he's, a, he's a leader. The man's a leader. I think I, w- I would have thought, again, we, don't want, we all don't want to put words in Warner's mouth. I would have thought he wanted to do it. If anybody was going to do it, Paul Warren would have wanted to do it. He wouldn't want to put somebody else up is how I read into it. Uh, it's a man that takes responsibility, isn't it? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think uh, if it had sent Richie or Hammy out to do it, it would have sent the wrong message to the people who were listening. You know, almost as if he was shying away from what's just happened. So I, I say fair play to him for actually doing the thing in the first place. Yeah. Um, and I think after the game, everybody was emotional, not just Warney and the players, but the 300 fans who travelled down. Um, <clears throat> and. You know, we all say things we regret when we're angry and emotional, don't we? Like that's well, the things you regret most are when you're angry or when you're drunk, and when you mix the two together, it's never good, is it? Um, but I think in hindsight, looking back at Warney's comments, when he says he doesn't know what went wrong, I think is you look to Warney for the answers. But sometimes when something goes wrong and you've tried to set it up in the right way, but it still goes wrong. He's just being honest. He probably doesn't know where it's gone wrong and he needs to have a look at it and decide where it has gone wrong. Same with us on this. We don't quite know where it's gone wrong 100%. We still like to talk about it and try and work it out, don't we? Yeah. Ben, you like to think, you like you like to, you like about listening to people and I don't know if you've watched the full interview, read the comments, what were your thoughts on, 
on his demeanour and what he said and everything I, else. I don't really watch press conferences because he is uh, he's not going to tell the truth, is he? If, if he if the truth is that he doesn't know what's gone wrong, then he should be sacked. He's not even if he doesn't know what's gone wrong, he's not going to come out and tell the twenty three other managers that he doesn't know what's gone wrong, is it? Even mm. if he did, if he didn't know what's gone wrong, so I. I I don't really listen to press conference like the interviews, press conference before matches because this, they say the same thing in different words every time. So Paul's a slight exception to that, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Well, is he though? Oh yes, Paul's. That's what we got to do. Yeah, <laughs> just because every other manager said the same thing, and Paul Walmart has put a little twist on it. But no, nah, you can't really read into that, up, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, on tweaks and things like that, we'll talk about tweaks further on in the episode about pre-match for Ipswich. Um, I talked about this in the game, Mick. I say it to you, I say it to whoever else we're watching it with. I There needed to be a change during the game. And when we were 2-0 down, and when they obviously go to 3-0 down, to keep like for like didn't make any sense. You needed to roll the dice when you had that one sub left. I know Tutu got injured. But you needed to roll the dice to change something. If we just kept doing the same thing, on. Well, I'll, I'll let me get me. I'll get. I'll get some. Either Hardison or Harding or Ferguson or Miller. Yeah, you change something. You go more attacking. You you try and solidify. You, you try and do something. But if they're on bench, they're, 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 we're saying they're available for, for selection. Well, well, this is going to bench. I mean, you, you Ellie, could have used Ellie. the players on the pitch and, and done something different. What what I'm saying is, it just felt like like let's get out of here. We are we we are three 0 lost when it got to three 0 What I, what I want to see, and again, it's not a massive criticism because we're three 0 down. And it didn't matter, but just do something different. Try something. Try Chio on the left. Try going two in midfield with an extra man up top or extra man defence. Try tweaking things at that at that time in the game because it could just spark a little bit of positivity. A little bit. It might just be a goal or a shot on target or something. There was not a change. Every change was like for like. There was never going to be a change in formation. It was mid-game. We accept sometimes it needs to happen. I was really disappointed. That's the, that's the one one of the areas I was disappointed in, that we didn't see something in the game tweak or change. And I, I can't work one, out why. One thing I will say <clears throat> on that point, there was a, it was a moment in the second half where it just looked like we were coming to life. And the annoying thing is it was just before Pompey scored their second goal as well. We were just starting to put passes together and just trying to work it out a little bit. And we and I said to the lads I was stood with, it's like, hey, something could happen here. We just started to come into it. And then Pompey scored. And it was just like, that's when toys came out at Pram for me. It's <laughs> like, we've tried this. Now they've scored. Now heads will go down. And and they did. The heads went down and then we just we didn't, didn't really fathom how to, how to work it out and break them down after that. Mm. Um, and I think as fans, I think someone's mentioned it in the comments. The sucker blow is that two former Rotherham players scored during the game: Robertson and Hurst. George Hurst. We, we say on the podcast, of all people to score, it'll, it's bound to be George Hurst. And old man up and say he made Wood look like a right mug at times during that game. There were some turns that he did that just sent Woody into the stand and just mm. like he weren't there. Like there were one, there were one time on. On the halfway line, we were just outstrengthed him, ran down the right hand side, and has assisted Arnis for their second goal. And I think that's the thing why a lot of the fans got not to call it over emotional, but do you know what I mean, like a bit more vocal mm. about it. 
is that one of our best defenders has just made been made to look a mug by a player who couldn't get into the Rotherham side and score a single goal. And that's when Ed just went poof, you know. And yeah. like you say, Matt, that's the time where if you're out with 2-0 down, let's try something different because what we're doing now clearly isn't working. Um, yeah. And that comes back to my argument if we're trying to put square pegs in triangular holes and mm. just, just didn't work at the end of the game. And, and as soon as we went 3-0 down, I, I swear I heard little explosions that were off from away end because Ed's were going left, right <laughs> and centre. <laughs> Um, like the, the, but the funniest thing from the away end after they scored their third goal was you could see people sort of edging to leave, and but they don't quite want to. It's like they've really had enough. It's like we're still going to stay for the. I, I moved out line, and it was like I really want to go, but I know I won't be able to get back on the coach. So I'm like, so I'm going to stay and try and try and will them to at least score one, and didn't work. So I made my own entertainment at the back of the away end. <laughs> Yeah, make anything to uh, Mick or Ben or anything you would like to add on the in game changes that never came. Nah, not for me, didn't work, did it? Simple as that. There 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 weren't any. Well, yeah, that's the point. That's my point, anyway. There weren't any. Well, you don't know that, do you? Well, I do because I watched the game and no, I can tell you nothing changed. Uh, there was no change in formation. There were, there were change in personnel, but the change in personnel didn't change. Yeah, a change in, it doesn't have to be a change in personnel or formation for there to be a change on the field. But there wasn't a change. Yeah, well, not on the person, not for the personnel or the formation, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't a change. I'm not saying there was, but you can't say that there wasn't a change just because of the personnel. I watched the game and I can tell you nothing changed. Yeah, maybe the change didn't work. You don't know. It's impossible. It's genuinely impossible. Okay. I mean, I mean, from what I saw from the away, and we just tried to keep doing the same thing, and Pumps and Pumps just went no, and just went off and did their thing instead. Yeah, it's also worth mentioning, Mick, that the goals we conceded were poor, 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 poor goals to concede. The first one is a very unrotherham United thing to do. And Robertson, I can't remember, had freedom of the box, and it's a set piece. You know what I mean? That's yeah. normally rather than that is bread and butter for that to be so simple. So I think some of the comments criticised Victor on that one, which I think for the first one was a bit harsh. Listen, that first one, Woody, with the greatest respect to Richard Wood, I love him to bits, but Woody were at fault for that goal and the second goal. He didn't go with, with uh, Robertson. He were his man and Woody's just stood and watched him. He just stood and watched him, unfortunately. Uh, likewise with this with the second goal where he's been old manned by 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 him. I mean that is just <laughs> I mean that is just it, it, that sums up the way that we as a team as are playing at the moment. For for Richard Wood to be old manned by George Hurst in middle at pitch. What does that mean? Just just fall. Just out, outpaced him and outstrengthed him. Outwitted. Outwitted yeah. him. I mean, Woody's, why Woody's come so far, so deep to, to, to challenge for that ball is, is utterly beyond me. He's just left, he's left Matic and, uh, and Icky, he's just going back to dry. Mm. Um, so, but listen, you can't criticise him. You can't criticise, you can for that mistake, but overall you can't because, you know, the, the, the well, you can't. And, and likewise, the third goal with Victor, what, what Victor were doing, 
Victor's just done a goalkeeper's rush of blood to head, hasn't he? Yeah, that's that okay. one. So it, it, for me, he's done a goalkeeping thing where it's going really badly. I want to do something to yeah, help. Yeah. I need to mm. get involved in this. Yeah. And and unfortunately. So 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 you've got three goals there that we've conceded, which were all um all our own fault or all our own doing. Um you know, it's nothing to do with the way Portsmouth played. They were bang average. Unfortunately, so were we. Yeah, uh, Joe Anson agrees. I, she senses that the, react, the victor reacting how he did was third in frustration at how his defence had left him under pressure. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Um, Chris Abrahams, let's give him a fair, let's give, him a, let's give the question, Chris. So let's say theoretically that it's not system formation, ability desire to win, that leaves mentality of confidence. Have the methods of the staff to get them going, uh, I don't know, have the methods of the staff to get them going lost effect, or why are we so low playing with fear? Sorry, Chris, I've completely butchered your question there. <laughs> so I, I think I think it I think at times it's um <clears throat> it's a mixture of the first three that then leads to the second two, you know, because sometimes the system formation doesn't work, sometimes ability comes into question, not overall ability, but just like sudden um, influxes of, oh, you know, bit like 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 with like Woody, you know, where he's a player that's got the experience and they know how to defend properly, but that moment where he's so far forward or he's not tracked his man has led to a goal. You know, that's where that ability thing comes into it. But then if you take those three and put them one on top of the other, then it leads to issue in mentality and confidence. Because it's like with Charlton, as soon as Charlton scored, heads went down, so that's the confidence knock. Same with Shrewsbury, where by losing 3-0 to Shrewsbury and having a man sent off, that's a mentality thing of we're up against the wall and we're still... I, and we've been demolished for it. Same with Portsmouth. Portsmouth could have been a confidence thing. You know, as soon as that second goal goes in, then it's then you see the moment of madness from Victor, which is a moment of, like we've said, uh, frustration, madness. And then that plays on the mentality and the confidence again. So it, it, it's domino effect, isn't it, really? Mm. And yeah. I think that's why we're having such an issue pinpointing exactly where it's gone wrong, because I don't think there is one thing that's undermining us. I think it's things that have stitched themselves together that's led to a really poor run of form. And you have to break the chain. Somehow you have to break the chain. And that might lead into why Warney said, I don't know where it's going wrong, because he hasn't found it yet. You know, where, where where is that breaking the chain that we can exploit? Is it um, absolutely finessing a 1-0 against someone? And then that brings back the minimum winning mentality and confidence. We don't know. But that's the thing he has to find out. And, and personally, I think he will find it out, whether it's Saturday. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, but some something in that chain needs to break. Whether it's a thing of, you know, we're going to drop in points, MK dropping points, yet they're still getting away from us. That might be the next thing to break the chain of. We need to get, we need to catch them now. Let's go and get them. Yeah, um, maybe as a bit Reece, go on, Mick. Maybe you could start with banning them all off social media. <laughs> oh, yeah, an idea. Where's? Are they even on social media? Well, ban them from looking at it. Right. I think you're going to take anything from social media and to, to actually take that and take that as any meaningful, then they, they should get sacked because it's ridiculous. Professional footballers arguing with fans. That's no, I don't mean, know. I don't know, but if they do, if they do, then so, uh, yeah, I disagree with that, Nick. Yeah, I probably disagree. Yeah. 
And Paul Warren used the phrase, they've got to take the medicine. And I think that's fair. You've, they've got to accept the way that they've been playing is below par. Not, yeah, not, yeah. And, and not acceptable. Let's put, it, let's, put it, let's put it bluntly. It's not acceptable the way they've been playing. Agreed, and absolutely. They all know that. But at the same time, as, as a fan, it's, uh, what, do want, what do you want fans to do? They're frustrated. Yes, some take it too far. Completely agree with that. The worn out and the nonsense like that, I completely agree. Fans are frustrated. This has come from nowhere. This is from I was talking to an Ipswich podcast last night, and six, eight weeks ago, we were sailing off into the sunset. We were in championship. Yeah. We were done and dusted. And for us now to be dragged into this position, and it's not like we've been dra- we've been playing really well and we've been dragged into it. We've we almost we've almost walked into it. We've walked into the trap, haven't we? Yeah, uh, and that's the frustration, and, and that's where you've got to accept some of the frustration, not all the frustration, because I, I think some people have gone way too far. But there is correctly a lot of frustration for Rotherham fans. Um, just from just from your point there, Matt. Yeah, we were we were sailing off into the sunset, but now we found the boat's got an hole in it. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> how we are. It is, yeah. Um, I'm trying to pinpoint as problems that we found. I found a couple of problems from a stat point of view. Shots. We've talked. I talked to them last few weeks about bravery, taking shots. Now, in our last three games, we obviously played Pompey, Charlton and Shrewsbury. We've had four shots on goal during those games. In the corresponding fixtures throughout in the, in the previous, in, the, in this season, we had had 14 shots combined over those three games. Now, again, it's a really simple thing to say, but you've had 11 more shots in those games. It, that sounds really obvious, Ben. And I, I, is, that, I, is that being all too overly too overly simplistic? Saying it, just shoot more. No, just play better. You you play better, you, goals will come. Hey, I, it's shots are irrelevant. It's goals that count. You can't score. If you, I know you score, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're just shooting from anywhere. If you we're play better, that's the point. Yeah, but if you play, if you just play better, that's it. Just <laughs> play better, get a grip. Just be better. Like we've been awful, genuinely. Just be better. That's it. There were, there were periods of that game, very, very brief as they were, mm. and against Charlton, very, very, they were. Ben, there hasn't been, there hasn't been, there hasn't been from a game that I've watched in a very long time where September, September, October, November, and December, then months. You just knew we were going to score. You just felt it. You yeah, just yeah. felt it every time we got the ball. I ain't felt like that since probably before Atkinson. No, I agree. What well, I was going to say... We'll get in extra time. That's probably the last time I felt it. What, what, I was gonna, what I'm about to try and say <laughs> is there were periods in that game and against Charlton where we were playing reasonably well. We were playing confidently. But, but we didn't create any openings as a result of it. And and then it just petered out again. So, you know, if we'd have walked away from Portsmouth on Tuesday night with a 1-0 win, nobody, but nobody, would have been saying it's it, it was a dreadful performance. Nobody. So the bottom line is, Tuesday night was a dreadful result. It were three dreadful goals to concede. However, as an overall performance, it were bang average. It weren't bad. It weren't great. It were bang average. We conceded three poor goals. So let's not start getting, you know, throwing baby out of it bathwater here. It weren't great. It were very no, it was just average. It's been like this for a good two yeah, months. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Listen, I'm not making excuses. What That's I'm trying really to say to you is. Season. Yeah, I accept that. What I'm trying to say to you is 
this is not a bad team. These are not particularly, for this level, bad performances. They're bad results, bad goals to concede, bad mistakes to make. I accept all that. But overall, performance-wise, it's just bang average. It's bang average League One performances, but the results are not going right. But for us, bang average is not good enough. No, it's not. I agree. What I'm saying to you is that the gap between us getting back to the level that we were at is nowhere near as big as people seem to be making out. You know, we're not we're not a bottom of the league side who can't string three passes together. That's not yeah. where we are. We're mid table. We're mid table at the moment. That's the performances. The results. Best table putters, man. The results. Twentieth form table puts us. Although that is over the last five. I'm not sure. Am I cutting out? Am I doing a bit of a what's, Arthur, what's his name? Colin Norman Collier. I don't know. I love it when Ben's here. Love I it know. when Ben's here. <laughs> I, I think I the, what, uh, just to add to mixing pot, this is a great stew of where's it gone wrong, this, isn't it? Just to add to the mixing pot, a bit of spice on top of it. Um, like you say, Ben, yeah, since Accrington, we haven't really looked a, um, like, well, like you said, average side, but we've still found ways to win. And that's what you do in football. It's not necessarily about how you win. It's scoring more goals than opposition. Mm. And suddenly now we found ourselves not doing that. And we just need to find that little that little thing that just, even if we have to keelhaul a result of at line, just get it off at line. Yeah, yeah. Now, if we draw against Ipswich, in all honesty, right, if we draw against Ipswich, I'm happy because we've still got something out of it. Whether it's a dirty nil-nil, I don't care. Just get a point on board and get us above 80 because we seem I to be stuck there. Style. Yeah, just, oh, just, yes. just, Give me just pull it off at line, for Christ's yeah, sake. Just just go, right, <laughs> we're on 81 now. We can get going, but we've somehow hit 80 and then run into a brick wall and we just somehow can't get over 80 points. So hmm. whatever happens, just get us over 80 points for the love of Christ. <laughs> and then I'm happy. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have a quick word from Manscaped. Very quick word from our sponsor today. Um, still Manscaped. Thank you for sponsors. Uh, have a look at the advert and we'll be back. Oh, there's plenty to cover. There's so much more to cover. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Manscaped, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the performance package, which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner, and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls, so they they work very well. Uh, I would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower, it comes with a little light, uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on, so. It's very good. It comes with a little charging port, oh, which is also a little holder. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it, and I, I highly recommend it. You highly recommend it, Ben. You highly recommend that somebody goes to manscaped.com and enters the code NYT for free shipping and 20% off. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben highly recommends it. 
Thank you very much, Ben. Ben highly recommends it. Uh, yeah, um, Russ Vernon, Mick, Russ Vernon in the comments says, Mick, some fans don't see the games, they just see the results and think it's a bad performance. Uh, yes, that's part of it. It's partially true. Uh, I've done a bit of research again, two bits of research for me today, which is unusual for the podcast. This one is a piggyback off the RUFC's uh, tweet earlier where he tweeted about us, uh, how we've gone, how we've dealt with going behind and the results, uh, the subsequent results. So basically this season, every time we've gone behind 10 times this season and we have recovered four points from losing positions this season. I think it's one win in the draw. Uh, that's very low compared to our history. Um even last season, the championship, when we were not very good, we picked up a few more points. But last time in League One, from losing positions, we gained 15 points. From the 2018-19 season, which was a championship relegation season, we picked up 14 points from losing positions. And in the playoff winning season of 2017-18, we picked up 18 points from losing positions. Now, I know what you're going to say, Mick, is that we don't go behind very often. And I think that's partially a, a valid, valid argument. But I have a counterpoint to that already. But I have a counterpoint already. Um, Coventry, again, in the shortened season, two, two seasons ago, Coventry obviously went up as champions, obviously. Um, they were only behind 12 times that season. They managed to pick up 19 points from 12 games, from those 12 games that they went behind in. And that becomes mentality again, I suppose, Mick. Um, yes, we don't go behind very often. But we don't seem to react very well to going to going behind. Choose choose the answer. They just gone to two of the good examples. As soon as the goals went in, never really thought like we were getting back in game. I mean, you've answered your own question, haven't you? I mean, I don't know whether you're asking me, expecting to give you an answer to it. Well, you've answered your own question. We don't go back. We're not used to going behind. We've hardly yeah, gone behind all season. What were the stats about that we? Times. That we banged on about a couple of couple of weeks ago that we've been behind for something like 117 minutes all season. Don't don't be you can't you can make stats say anything you want them to say, anything at all. The only stat that counts is 80 points, a game in hand plus massive goal difference to second. That's the only stat that counts. The only stat. So yeah, you're right. All right, we haven't we haven't come from behind yet, or if we have, we've managed four points. Never been behind. And, and you're right; that's exactly what I'm going to say. You can you can make him say whatever you want. Lies, 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 damn lies, and statistics. Is it? That's that's that. That's <laughs> it, that's it. Yeah. Danny, yeah. Ben, anything to add on? Or I'll add on those. Um. <laughs> I think he's Paul. What's Paul? Uh, yeah. Not because I don't know. As a lot of them, we've always been the underdog. Always been like a little club. Because you know, I don't explain it. Like you know, what I mean, like underdog. No one really thinks we're gonna do well. So we're used to coming back, but this season we've been we were top by six points, and I think that's got to some people a little bit. Got to some players. That we were six points ahead, we were coasting. One point, we were one of the best teams in the country. We conceded like five, four away all season or something. Broke Jose Mourinho's. Yeah, broke Jose Mourinho's Chelsea record, which is, I don't think people realise how absurd that is. That's one of the best defensive managers of all time in one of the best defensive teams of all time. Um, And I think I got to some players' heads a little bit, in my opinion. 
Possibly. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Phil Hulley, form table doesn't mean anything. It's points on the board. People need to calm down. And yeah, it's bad at the minute, but we are still in with a chance to vote on promotion. And with a gaming hand, it could be worse. We could be a Donny fan. Yes, that is true. The other thing I'll say say to that, Phil, and I don't I don't mean this in a bad sounding way or anything, but we had two we had two gaming hand over MK Dons on Monday. <laughs> and look where we are now. Can I can I ask yeah. you a lot something? Do you know if we this is worst case possible, right? We we lose one nil, right? Let's just say we lose one nil Saturday, right? Yep. This, yeah, this is worst case possible. We lose one nil. And MK, we lose. No, we lose. We lose three nil, right? Oh, oh, a really bad performance. We lose three nil, and MK Dons win three nil. That puts yeah. them three points ahead of us, right? With we still got oh, six. Put that six points ahead, right? I thought. Then, was, it, I thought there were two points ahead of us. Is it? No, is three. It three weekend, didn't they? Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> three. That puts us. And let's say let's see we win our game in hand against Sunderland. No, actually, yeah. just after Saturday. What do you think about that, Mick? What would you say? What if if we're, if we're we only four points? We then... lose and MK Dons win. Six points. Adrift. What are you saying? What are you saying about it's a big struggle? Right? Yeah. And stuff? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big struggle. Should you oh, say no, Saturday must win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every game yeah, now is a must win. Yeah. I've got them trying to go and Mick into something then. Yeah. <laughs> what are you wanting you, me to say? You don't usually say games are must win, so I was. Well, I thought you'd be still squat there and have fun. They're almost win. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, yeah, go out there and have fun, lads, and you're all going to medal whether you win or lose when you come back. That, 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 That's what I thought you were going to say. Medal, say just... you always tell them to go and have a kick about honouring Thorpe Fields as well? They can come and have a kick about with us when we won 11 2. You know, that'd be a great game of football, anyway. <laughs> No, it's it is it's a, it's a massive game, five massive games. But on the flip side of that, well, though, Ben, we could win. McDonald's lose. We're we we a game. we the same points, better goal difference, and a game in hand in you second we'll position. Win. Could happen. Do you think we'll win? Do you think we will? I don't know, mate. I don't think MK Dons will lose. Is the real question? Do you think MK Dons look like losing? Yeah, they'll lose to Wednesday. Yeah, well, they, they, they only drew to Wimbledon. I know Wimbledon have, have changed. Yeah, they'll lose to Wednesday. But... I'm, I'm absolutely positive. I'm convinced that, that, that Piggies will beat them on Saturday. Interesting. Piggies, Piggies have got, listen, the Piggies have got a lot of incentive here. They've got, some, they've got a big incentive, haven't they? When you, when you look at their season, Sheffield Wednesday's season, they, they could end up playing us in, at Wembley. I mean, it's, just think about that as an incentive for them. Cup final if for they, them. If, if they win, then <laughs> that, that, that puts us up. That uh, helps us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not going to be help the incentive. It's not going to be. That's not going. That's not the incentive. Because they're going to want McDonald's up so they can play us. Yeah. So why would they want to win? Oh, that's yeah. a good point, actually. Didn't think that. Oh yeah, yeah. I got me. I've got a spade somewhere. I'll get me cool. <laughs> oh, you've just took apart his art. He's trying to wind his Wednesday fans up. Ben just picked it apart for you. Oh yeah, that's oh, all about it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> very very good. Whatever. Um, yeah. So let's move on. 
Unless you've got anything else to mention, I'd, uh, we've briefly talked about the goals as much as I, I want to talk about them, but if anyone else wants to mention anything else, feel free. Excellent. Oh, sorry, <laughs> just a question then. I was too busy, too, too busy reeling from my own stupidity then that I... Uh... <laughs> Mixler is trying to work it out in his head, like, how's he yeah. into this corner? <laughs> yeah. Um, it should be noted that the playoff schedules have been released today uh, by the EFL. Uh, they're on our Twitter page, on the EFL's Twitter page, if you want to have a look at them. The, the headline is that the second leg, if we were to finish third, the second leg falls on Paul Warren's birthday. Um, can I can I just raise a point on that as well, right? Yeah. I know I know the EFL have, re- have released the, the the dates for the uh, for the playoff first and second leg semi final, but the audacity of the football club to actually re- retweet I it, it's, I think it's like no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> like I know you want to yeah. make us aware, like fair enough, you just do your job, but it's like don't don't put that doubt in our heads. We don't need no, it. We don't need that at all. Um, the, the final is scheduled, it's going to be the 21st of May, Saturday, 21st of May. Um, different different weekend to League Two and the Championship. Something to do with the Queen's Jubilee. I have no idea. Um, anyway, anyway, we are live on Sky, half past 12 kickoff on Saturday afternoon. Ipswich Town come to New York Stadium. Uh, First of all, before we get on to the game, thoughts on it being moved from Good Friday, Ben? Good Friday, Easter Monday tends to be a historic date in the footballing calendar. Do you care or are you like me where I think it sh- uh, ideally should have been preserved? I could not care less. Wonderful. <laughs> the right man for that one. It means i got no to do on a Friday, on Good Friday now. Hmm. That's it's fair. if you want to go to that, mate. Don't it, Denneby? <laughs> no, I'm all right. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, if you te- if you upset me, I'll go. You, you can jump in back with two kids. Yeah, that's fine, mate. All right. Pick me up. What's that? In fact, I'll stay home and you can go instead of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you're more of a bit of a traditionalist. Uh, again, what, are you, again, do you care? Not really. I, I've only got one thought. As far as from a footballing point of view, Matt, all I've got in my mind at the moment is is is, is help, hoping that. I, Hoping and helping this club to try and turn it around. That's all. That's all that matters to me. I'm, you know, I don't care whether we play Saturday, Friday, Monday, middle at night. I'm not interested. I, I, I don't care. I just want us to be able to turn it around. Um, and that, that's all that's, that's all that's important to me at the moment. Okay. Forget it. Well, your whole life. Did... You sorry. In your whole life, you said that's all yeah. that's important to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. This, this, it consumes my every waking hour, and and while I'm sleeping as well, I dream about it while I'm asleep. Okay, uh, okay. Moving on, moving on. Um, <laughs> I think this got a lot of riding on the standing. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't bet the house, have you? <laughs> oh, no, don't don't put that out there in, in public. <laughs> um, we have only one defeat in our last five games against Ipswich but they come into the game sorry one defeat in our last eight sorry uh, in, our, in all, all competitions the one defeat one win in five is Ipswich's current running form um, so not in a shining run of form Danny one win in five but only one loss in five as well so there's a couple of draws in there um, yeah uh, they, they've drawn against Portsmouth <laughs> 
um, Oxford and Shrewsbury. Oh dear, and uh, <laughs> then beating Plymouth. So, oh, um, I'm of the mindset that Saturday's is now a must. He's probably a must win, but one of them where you'd settle for a draw, but just because the run with the big, the league run we've been in, it's like just take something where there's a point, or at least a point on the board, you know. Um, so if we draw nil nil or one one or whatever we Ipswich, I'm happy personally because it's just a change. It's just a change in in losing three on trot. If we break the, the three on the trot, it could instill a bit of confidence in us. But then again, Ipswich aren't any mugs in terms of playing the teams that have already beaten us in this run. And um, ninth in the table, so they've got a little bit of an outside chance of making the playoffs. So they'll be trying to get as many points as they can to try and get there. Um, so yeah, there's a lot riding on this game, a lot riding on this game, and uh, I'm absolutely dreading it personally. Absolutely dreading it. <laughs> Still yeah. gonna go like, but I'm absolutely dreading it. I'm so glad I'll be hung over because I won't remember after it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a huge, huge game. Um, let's turn on to where what we want to see in terms of lineups and setup. Um, I'm going to start with the obvious. I assume all of us want to would be wanting to see a stick to the three-five-two. You don't want to see a change in formation. I'm assuming you all, you all four of us, are happy to keep the same. Mm-hmm. Brill, excellent. Yeah. Um, Michael Moore was just comment. I'm not bothered if we win or draw, get some points and move on to the next. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Go ahead, I know what you're saying. I was just going to say. Um... Anyone who thinks we need to change the formation now to try and break the chain, I can understand why you think it, but at the same time, we're only going to change the system by playing how we the formation we know how to play and the formation we're used to. You know, we're not we're not in a relegation scrap and desperate, desperately trying to grind out results. So yeah, stick with stick with three five two because <clears throat> it, it's we know how to play it. You know, we know how to play it, and we just need to break the chain somewhere else. I think. Yeah, I would also what I would also say is to change formation, even to a four-four-two, which we all think, which I personally think is one of the basics formation everybody knows. You still need time. You still need time to drill it back mm. into the players. And playing Saturday Tuesday, you haven't got that time. You haven't got that time to put to to drill it into them. I think it's another reason whether we should or shouldn't. That's one of the reasons we won't see it. Certainly from the start, uh, whether we see any in-game changes. Wait and see. Um, worth mentioning, Saturday will be Victor's 50th appearance for Rotherham United, and that's such his 50th appearance of his uh-huh. professional career, because um, he's going to play. Um, let's start with the back three. Um, Mick, the question is really Woody. I'll start with Woody. He played Saturday, Tuesday, which is unlike him, especially with it being such a long trip down to Pompey as well. Um, could you see Woody being pulled out? Of Saturday? I don't think he played at their place, did he, Woody? Ipswich. I don't think he did, no. Uh, he wouldn't play for me on Saturday, no. He's, he's out of form, he's Woody, he's out of touch. I don't know whether he's carrying an injury, whether he's tired, whether he's weary, I don't, don't know what it is. But for me, he's out of touch. He's just he's just not there at the moment. He's just not reading the game like he has done. Um, I, I, yeah, I think he needs a rest. Um, and for, mainly because of, because of the fact that he's out of touch, not for any other reason, really. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't have, have him in there. I'd bring Icky back into the middle, um, and I'd have Reg and Wes back there. That, that yeah. would be my view. 
depending on, on what the issue is with Reg, whether there is an issue there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts on those? I'll well, interrupt Woody. to yawn to ask you about it. On Woody? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think you should get dropped. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Play. I think Red will come back in. Or Harden. I think Harden's injured. I think he's got a little knock. Because there's no reason why he won't be playing. There's literally no reason. Him, I don't think so. I feel like he's definitely carrying a knock, but if he's not, I'd like to see him come back in. But I definitely think Red will come back in. Okay. Uh, Anthony Greenwood makes a valid point, though, Danny. Too much tinkering and change in the back line since Red came out. That's that's also a valid valid point. Is how often have we probably had the same back three starting game after game? Probably since the turn of the year. It's it's quite few and far between, isn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's a very it's a very valid point that. Um, but I think when you've lost three 0 to Pompey and. Yeah. And your cap, your cap, not not just your captain, but one of your centre backs is at fault for at least two of the goals. I think um, something just needs to be said. Just and plus Woody's um, not not really um, not really up to it. Sounds really harsh on him, but you know what I mean. Satitude is a big ask for a defender that that likes to move up forward and try and try and win the ball slightly higher up than to come back into the defence. So I can see Woody being pulled out not just for um, being at fault for two goals, but also just to rest him a little bit because we've still got Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday to do, haven't we? Mm. So, so I can yeah. see Woody coming out and then, yeah, Wes, Icky and, uh, and Edmunds Green, I think, for our back line. That could... <laughs> it's one of the very, just like, just try it. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Just, just try it. If it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. That, that's that's yeah. where we're at at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, Vern has Ben question. Ben, why would Harding be on the bench if he was injured? Why would you not have like Kelly? Who? You said you said you think <laughs> Harding must be. Must have yeah. I don't think that's pretty funny, answer, but that's right? really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie Kelly, the guy from Sam from Ireland, who some people don't think exists, um, <laughs> or not have a spare striker on the bench instead of Wes, if you think he's injured. Why not have him on the bench? If you think Harding's injured, we say you must be must be injured. He was on the bench. Why would, yeah. you, why would what do you think of having maybe not have Kelly on the bench instead of him? Could but be, we don't know. Well, there could be a couple of reasons. It could be you don't want to tell everyone else that Harding's injured. If he comes out at squad, it's obvious to every other manager that he's injured. So they can mm-hmm. game plan for that. Uh, one reason maybe Kelly's not good enough. Simple. Maybe he's not fit enough, but maybe he's still injured. Uh, been on too many beers. Uh, <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's still not fit enough. You know, somehow I don't know how long it takes to get a human fit. Uh, but yeah, could, could be a lot of reasons. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sell because I don't know what's wrong with the kids. I love Ben's drive-by digs. They are brilliant. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him. So I, I just got my like... out the window having a go, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I don't like it takes a human to get fit. Well, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. If you want four months, three months, I know we play intense, but uh, come on, Jesus. Well, I'm not asking you to compete in the Olympics, but to be more valid, do you know what I mean? Play 90 minutes of football. Okay. Let's move on to the Kelly question. Ben mentions it, Mick. Um, I think Matt Hampshire said that he is basically available for selection. Um, that begs the question, though, doesn't it? If he is available for selection, that then begs a big question. 
Why is he not at least on the bench? Give yourself an attacking option. Yeah, it does. It does, and I think uh, I think Paul uh, Paul Davis has written about it in the advertiser anti that he that Warney has now said that he's available uh, and he may play a part before the end of the season. Um, yeah, the, I think I think the issue that we've got at the moment is 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 those front two. I think that's a major issue. I think Smith is carrying an injury by the looks of it. I'm, 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 my understanding is he's got he's got a foot injury or a toe injury or something. Injury, still got it on. Yeah, that he's been carrying for a while. I don't know how much that's affecting him, but he's certainly dropped out of form as well. Um, there's an argument to say that Smithy should not play, shouldn't start. Um, but there's just a stronger argument that, should, that says that Freddie shouldn't start as well. You know, uh, in terms of in terms of his work rate since he's come back, he's he's kind of dropped off again. Um, I don't think he got he came, when he came on on Tuesday night. He, he he didn't really set the world alight, and he had the opportunity to. To really, you know, he got twenty minutes where he could really get his head down and just battle, and he 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 didn't really show himself, did he? So, did, did anybody help him though? No, 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 no. I'm not. Listen, it's not a criticism of him at all. I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying to you that, you know, that work that work rate wasn't there, but then it wasn't there for every, from everybody else as well. So it's, it's it's just it's not a criticism at all. Um, but it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel. I don't know. I just don't feel like he's going to get any anything. Uh, the the front two for me, I think, is probably where where the issue is going to uh, uh, has arisen. Bottle's not sticking with Smithy, is it? You know, it's it, going up to him. It's not sticking a lot of the time. His first touch is letting him down a lot more than it has done. Usually, you could guarantee, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred balls into him and stick. Now it's fifty fifty, isn't it? You know, whether it's going to stick or not. Mm. Um, so, I think the midfield for me picks itself with the exception at left hand side. You can perm anyone from three to go on there. It's just the front two that's going to be the issue for me. Okay, Danny, would you? What would you do? We had a comment down, Danny, early from somebody saying we should drop Michael Bortman says, like us on the last podcast, drop Smith. They play JJ and Freddie on Saturday. It can't hurt. Uh, where do you sit on the uh, on the striking selection? Situation? Kelly and Freddie up front. <clears throat> Kelly I, I, and Freddie. I'm dead set on that now, Kelly and Freddie up front, because it's it's not that we, sh- we should be like completely dropping Smithy because he's been poor, because strikers have poor patches. It's the fact that I've learned Smith is still playing broken toes and he's still trying to grind it out. And that's probably why he's got first touch of a donkey at the minute, because no matter how much strapping up you put on broken toes, if it hits you just in the wrong place, it's going to work. And... I think he just needs just to rest his his feet. If he's still playing with broken toes, he just needs to rest his feet and not because if he puts too much strain on it, then his his feet are going to be knackered in postseason, aren't they? Mm. And he's obviously not just in form at the minute. That might be one factor in it that he's trying to be a bit steady and make sure they heal properly, but still trying to chip in with the team. But sometimes the desire to do well for the team is superseded by the need just to rest you. And I think that's what it'd be. I mean, I'm sure said that we need, we're going to see Kelly at some point. So just start him against Ipswich. Start him alongside Freddie. Like uh, Russ has just said, Freddie only performs well on Sky. We're on Sky. Put Freddie up front, uh, put Freddie up front with Kelly. And I don't know, they'll probably both score an actually. I don't know. <laughs> if, yeah. if you're going to drop Smith, though, and say, like, oh, they're sticking his broken toe, it's broken toe. So, like, are you saying you drop him first at season? Because they're not, they don't heal quickly. 
I, I won't say drop him for the rest of the season, but just maybe not start him as much because then the pressure's on for him to perform from the start. But if you bring him on later in the game... Oh, oh right, yeah. I thought yeah, you were saying like, rest him completely. No, no, not, not rest him completely. I bring him on later in the game because like, that's what he did against... Uh, who was it? Um... There were some, I think it was Port Vale. He came on later on against Port Vale and played exceptionally well. All right, yeah, he didn't yeah. have the injury at the time, but there's less pressure on him to perform well from the get go, but also be mindful of his feet. If he comes on later in the game, it can go right. I know what I need to do now, and he'll try and do it without thinking as much of his, of his toes, and it's less pressure on his toes to play a full 90 minutes. Um, so I think if you were to start Kelly and then bring Smith on, around the 60th minute, because they're similar sort of players. They're both very aerial players, but good at holding up the ball. That could work out. It's just not having that pressure on Smith from the start and the full game pressure sort of thing. That's a massive curveball as well. For exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I saw another comment earlier saying, we need to be unpredictable. That's very unpredictable. Bringing a strike, bringing a strike on for his debut. No one's going to expect to drop Smith. Such a curveball. And then, then oh, not only that, you got to adapt an hour before a game. I've seen team sheets come out. And then to bring him on, you got to adapt again. I think that's a good idea. Mick, we have seem to have uh, developed an ingenious plan here. Do you want to get on? Yeah, no, I've mentioned it to Warnie already. I've just been texting him. That's why I'm quiet. If they've got this on at the Player Awards dinner and Warnie's heard this, we have we have mastermind something. It took four brains to come together and formulate a three. plan for Saturday. Well, three and a half. Three nine was involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> three, three and a half. <laughs> uh, listen, yeah. what, I don't care what it takes to get back into some sort of form. I don't care what it takes for those to grind out a one nil win. I don't care. I'm not interested. I think we said. I don't know whether we said it. As we were recording, or before before we started, it could come off somebody's backside for me. I am not interested. I just don't care. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Just get me three points on Saturday. That's all I ask. You know, you walk away. If we walk away from New York Stadium at three o'clock or whatever, whatever time, half past three on half past two, whatever on uh, on, on on Saturday afternoon with three points in our back pocket. The world will look a very, very, very different place. Do you think that we are one win away from get, almost getting back to normal? I think we're one win away from getting promoted, yeah. I genuinely do. But that one win, can't afford, we can't afford to have that one win coming second to last game of the season when it's all over and we're, we're trying to work out what we've got in playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to the midfield, we've gone a bit long here tonight. We're one hour ten already. Apologies, everybody. Um, midfield three. Uh, by the sound of Ben Wiles is fit. Ben Wiles sounds a bit. I think Paul, Paul did his tweet earlier. Paul, ben Wiles is ready, ready to go. Um, I thought Jamie Lindsay. We mentioned it earlier, Danny. That Jamie Lindsay, who did well for the, maybe the first half an hour or so. Uh, how tempted would you be to say the same? But at the same time, it didn't end up working. So how different would you to change something again? Um. Again, with, with with the mid with the midfield, I mean, Balassa wasn't exactly in peach form recently. Has he's not been in peach form recently? Has he? Um, 
I'm trying to remember midfield we played at Ipswich. Was Barlasser in the midfield at Ipswich? It was Barlasser, Wiles and... Lindsay. Was, was, oh, was it uh, Lindsay? Lindsay. Ah. Yeah. Barlasser, Lindsay, Wiles. I'd go for that. I'd go for that, maybe. If we're going with my prediction, we've already got the unpredictability of having Kelly up front. So that, that'll occupy Ipswich um, fine. And it's like they've dropped their top striker, what, what they're playing at. Um, keep midfield the same as a bit of um, a bit of like a um, how do you describe it? A bit of a um, the sort of thing they expected, right? Sort of thing they expected, um, but it's still a quality midfield that we know can play through them quite well because they did so last time. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say that, and then maybe Chio and Miller on the wings, I think, yeah. Uh, Peter Carr, Barlasser, hasn't been on form since he had a baby. Maybe the lack of sleep is affecting him. <laughs> That's actually a very, very good That's point. Very good point. <laughs> yeah. i leave him on the bench, let him sleep for a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll let him nap for the first 45 minutes, then we'll bring up a second half. Mm. Um, yeah, John Merrill, Birmingham family with us. Thank you for joining us, John. Isn't Smith your top scorer? Can't drop your top scorer, surely. Unpredictability. Yeah, Mate, John, you, not, what's not happening? It's not working, is it? So, John, you were in the last podcast. You know how bad you, we've, we've lost again since then. Haven't <laughs> scored since then either. So, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, predictions, score predictions. Uh, go from bottom top, Danny. Um, praying for a 1 0. That's my prediction. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin, going to get some hate for this. Uh, two 0 loss. You are horrible. At least we've scored. That's all I'll say to that. But at least we scored in that prediction. No, it's two nil. Two nil. You said two one. Say, I didn't. I said two nil. I was going to say two one, but then I didn't think we were going to score. <laughs> so I changed it. Yeah. Okay. I hope um, I'm wrong in it. But... I hope you're wrong. I said that for my Portsmouth prediction. Look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> what did you go? Two nil Pompey. That's a one nil Pompey. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I've got me. I went. Th- I went three two. I will close. Um, Mick- <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be one nil to Rotherham. It's going to be a miss kick clearance by centre half. It's going to make goalkeeper on arse bounce off both posts and crossbar and go over the line by about half an inch. That's what's going to happen. Definitely going to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what, that's what the house is on, so I want to hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I, have else, so. On that one. <laughs> um, I will go. I have no idea. Let's go positive. Let's go 3 0. Rather than solid. Why not? I also want to drink in that bloody hell. Harvey Kelvick says 1 1. Steve Goodrich says 2 0 loss. Geraldine Simpson 1 0. I think that's to us. Paramount UK thinks if nothing's changed, it will be 1 0 to Ipswich. Russ Vernon, uh, 3-0 to Rotherham with the Lavapo hat-trick. And Phil Hulley on a similar vein, 2-1 with the Freddie Brace. John Morell is only here for the Ben advert, if he's honest. Uh, I get that. I get that, mate. You're going to have to rewind, John. It's been on already, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, final question of the night, because we've gone on forever. You can give me a one-word or five, 15-word answer. Sam Hadfield wants to know, where do you honestly see us finishing? Let's start with Benjamin. Um, where are we going to finish, mate? Third. Heart of hearts, third. 
And I don't know if we'll go through to the final at playoffs, to be honest. You just said Hearts third? In my heart of hearts, I think third. And I don't know if we'll get through to the final. Genuinely. At the minute, but... At the minute. We could all change, though. Win 3-0 Saturday, then we're we're talking about championship again, aren't we? We win win 3-0 and MK Dons lose 3-0. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different, isn't it? But as things stand, yeah. Um, I'm afraid I'm with Ben. I've got my negative little hat on. Um, I just... It's tough a minute. Very tough. Danny, any positivity from your end? I'm going to supersede, supersede you here. If nothing changes, seventh. If we get back to winning ways, second. <laughs> seventh? <laughs> that... <laughs> oh, I, I hope I'm never in trouble with you three. <laughs> I hope I'm never in trouble with you three. Cause you're are you flipping... going to think we're going to win title, mate, like you did pretty you're going, to be, you're going to be pushing me in opposite direction, aren't you? If I'm pulling me away from it. Uh, we're going to finish second. I, I'm going for second. I'm, I'm happy that we'll finish second so long as, so long as we can get something out of Saturday. So That's what I said. That's literally what I said. I said if I said if we win on Saturday, it's different. We're talking we right, right now. We're not right now. Right now. Not regard Saturday. Right now. Regardless last. I think the best thing we can close the podcast with is that famous old saying, never write Rotherham off. Correct. That is a very, very good point. Five games left. It's it's one of those things that don't actually sound like many games, but so much can change in five games. So much can change in five games. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. Uh, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Or if you listen audio-wise, iTunes, Spotify, please make sure you're subscribed on there and give us a five-star rating. Please do, if you can, do so. Uh, I mentioned at the start, Abby Aquadena Family's uh, Three Picks Challenge. We will, but I'll put the, the link in the show notes on the YouTube and and on the on the iTunes, Spotify. So if you want to find the link and donate or share the link, do so through there. Uh, that'd be appreciated by uh, by everybody. Um, I feel I've got some more to say. Anything else? Anything else, boys? Nah. Then you can, you can find the link to the Samaritans number in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. We, we, I think we're. Gonna, I think we are going back on Easter Sunday. I think the plan at the minute to be here Easter Sunday. I don't know yet. We will. We will talk about it between us. See if we're available. We should be. Um. And have a have a little, little Easter. Hope Jesus brings you all the eggs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. What does Jesus bring on these buns? I think you're mixing two things up there, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> two completely different things. I, I'll say Jesus turned into golden goose suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Jesus and eggs. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> yes, Jesus laid uh, an egg on Easter Sunday, Matt. Yeah, that's the one. That's the yeah. one. There you go. <laughs> um, Easter Bunny came back to life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, we've tried. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I've gone on forever. We've gone on for like two hours, hour 20. We'll see you all Sunday. Uh, Danny, Ben, Mick, pleasure to have you with us again. Ben, I've enjoyed That's your winding up tonight. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> see you in a bit.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 